0: Welcome in everybody, we are sorry for marking, and we are back around our WWE water cooler this week, episode 89, and we are in a bit of a celebratory mood here, it was a great week of Raw, a great week of Smackdown, my name's Wes, I'm here from man Chase, Chase if you can't tell I'm excited, I'm ready to get into this episode, it's my episode, heading back to the Ruthless Aggression era, let's do it man.
1: What is up everybody, what is up fellow marks? I am so excited, Wes, as well. I can feel your energy. I'm getting the good vibes. It was the perfect week for WWE to kind of come back with a vengeance here with a good week of shows. So I'm pumped to get into that, pumped to go to your era. But first I'm gonna kick it off in a gimmick segment that's gonna that's gonna just melt your mind.
0: Oh no. I have good vibes going here, Chase. Don't don't kill me over here.
1: I won't kill you. But listen, guys, I think you all know that wrestling had been in a bit of a slump. And I'm not saying they're completely out of it because they're not. But Wes said before we hit record that now all what looked like a pretty blah card at Stomping Ground all of a sudden looks a lot more intriguing after just two episodes of wrestling. So I can't wait to dive into that with you, Wes. And I hope you guys are feeling those same vibes. Uh, This week was a better week for WWE overall. So keep those positive thoughts going.
0: The Little things we've said it on here, it's the little things getting guys like Heath Slater involved, mm-hmm. getting guys like the B team, like right. these entertaining, lower level R Truth. Mm-hmm. Like, these are the kind of guys. And it sounds silly because I know we complain about the main event level stuff so much, but it really is the rest of the show that makes or breaks it a lot of times.
1: It's world building, and that's what that's what this week felt like. It was world building. You're building well, well said you're using, you're expanding your roster. You get people involved that don't usually get involved, and I'll touch on it later when we bring them up, but you had more backstage segments
0: mm-hmm. this week. And interactions.
1: So it really feels like they wanted us to start getting to know their characters, and that's that's the first step in all this.
0: Oh, well, And then it's maybe the biggest step. Yes. And we've talked before about how we just love when it just feels like we're getting a glimpse into this other world like you just have rollins and the b team and Heath slater and shane mcmahon Mm -hmm. like they're just all living they just have to coexist in this crazy wwe world
1: and stories are tying together and callbacks with you know Heath slater and drew stuff like that it it works and it's part of the world building it's important and we got it this week just in time for stomping grounds um so hopefully we're on the upward swing and hopefully stomping grounds is one of those that we that we're going next on next week's episode like wow, you don't usually get that that comes out of nowhere, that pay-per-view. So we'll see.
0: So we are going to get to the Stomping Grounds card at the end, make predictions, talk about the stories, all that good stuff. But first, we'll be heading back to my Ruthless Aggression era. I hope you guys listened last week. Chase took us back to the Attitude era, talked about a summer of love, the best stories from that time. So he challenged me, come with a better story, come with a better summer than what I gave you. We had the Triple H stephanie mcmahon kurt angle love triangle from what was that 2000
1: 2001 2001 no no you're right summer of 2000 2000 the summer of 2000 i challenged you to match it i didn't think you could
0: well we're gonna see i went down the family drama route as well
1: boy did you (laughs) (laughs) the ruth listen folks the ruthless aggression error just always goes too far i'm sorry it just does Lesbians on wrestling, cool. Hot lesbian action, three-minute warning, not cool. Kids on wrestling, sometimes cool. Kids being put up for grabs in a ladder match, not cool. <laughs> so <laughs> I just want to give you guys a warning before we start this. Yes, this week, Wes's ruthless aggression error once again crosses the line. I'm glad we had the explicit thing on our pod, on our podcast feed because we need it every other week, every <laughs> second week or so. <laughs>
0: your attitude era was full of such (laughs) angels.
1: (laughs) Choppy, choppy, pee-pee.
0: All right, guys, so we will be getting to that momentarily. But first, once again, for the first time ever, a brand new gimmick segment this week. This is all from the mind of Chasse over here. That's a scary sentence. (laughs) brilliant, twisted mind of Chasse. So what do you got for me, man?
1: The debut of the gimmick segment, Chasse's Impossible Question. I don't know if you guys have figured this out, but it's been a running theme for a while, and sorry for marking, that I would love to just put Wes on the spot on a wrestling topic in the middle of the show. So I figured, let's just make it a gimmick segment. That's
0: that's fantastic. every,
1: Every so often when we want to do this, I'm going to just think of a question during the day and not say anything to Wes and just sit down and ask him the question when we start the gimmick segment and see what he thinks of it. It's going to be an impossible question. It's going to be one that he's going to lose something either way and gain something either way. It's up to him to answer it correctly, and it's up to you to judge whether or not he did.
0: I don't like how you frame this.
1: <laughs> this week's Chasse's Impossible Question for Wes. Bray Wyatt comes back, as he is whatever this is with the Firefly Funhouse.
0: Something we are very on board with, yes, by the way. Yes, something
1: that's drawn rave reviews everywhere that we at Sorry for Marking are on board with. He wins the title. WWE or Universal, you can take your pick. Here's my question. He holds it for a year.
0: He wins it at a big show. Wins it like, at SummerSlam. Okay.
1: Holds it for one year of successful title defenses. Big time title run. Respectable AJ Styles like workman's title run all the way to SummerSlam. Loses it at the next SummerSlam.
0: Okay. Sounds great.
1: And then gone forever. Retired. That was the end of Bray Wyatt. That's it? That's it. Or, the other side to this impossible question. Bray Wyatt comes back, Firefly Funhouse, it's really cool, we enjoy it, never wins the WWE title ever again in his career, but he's there for another, how old is he, 8 to 10 years? He's there for another 8 to 10 years in his prime.
0: But never reaches the mountaintop.
1: Never wins the WWE or Universal title again. What would be your choice?
0: Wow. You son of a bitch. You gotta take a good thing.
1: That's a tough one. Yeah. I don't even know what my choice would be. I put myself on the spot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. I have an answer, and I feel good about it. What you guys don't know is I cut out about two hours worth of dead audio. (laughs) He just sat
1: here in silence with his mouth open for two (laughs) hours.
0: I choose the first option. Come back strong, win a World Heavyweight Championship, either one. That's something we can fantasy book down the line, I'm sure. Yeah. And give me a year, man. Give me a year that I will never forget. Big segments, big promos, big title defenses. And then he puts over somebody big on the way out? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll never forget that year. That'll be one of the prime years of my fan, you know, my fandom. Mm-hmm. Or and this is tough because the fire the Firefly Funhouse is so entertaining and Bray's so good at just being Bray. But man, I've been down that road. Like we've complained about him not winning Feuds. We've mm-hmm. complained about him spinning his wheels. I don't. This character is too good for that. Yeah. We don't need that. So it's it's bittersweet. But yeah, give me a sprint to the finish I'll never forget. Let him ride off into the sunset as a legend who kind of changed the landscape of WWE with whatever this Firefly Funhouse and The Fiend is going to end up being. Yeah. Give me that one.
1: I like your explanation. I'm surprised. I would have guessed that you would have picked the other one. Because I know you've been a fan. uh, Well, not a fan because it hasn't happened a lot. But you've been a big proponent of... You need stories outside the title that can carry weekly shows and that can be intriguing. And Bray Wyatt's character, especially this Firefly Funhouse version, seems like somebody who wouldn't need a title ever to continue having interesting storylines. But I understand your issue is WWE hasn't shown that they can do that with Bray. Here's the
0: problem. You need those stories outside of the main title picture, but you need it to be with credible people. Yes. Bray was that guy early. But after he loses feud after feud after feud, everything he says doesn't mean anything anymore. Mm -hmm. So he won't, if he does that for two or three years, he won't be that guy anymore. Yeah. He'll be in these mid card stories that we don't care about because we know he's losing. We know nothing's going to change about him. Mm -hmm. You're right. We'll just end up in the same spot.
1: You're right. That's a tough choice for you to make. I respect it. (laughs) Because that's one of your favorite wrestlers. So you would get him for a year and then never see him wrestle again.
0: That hurts. But yeah. Let him go out in a blaze of glory.
1: Really, you know, in this question, I love this impossible question gimmick segment, but this, was- this week in particular was just another reason to talk about how good this Firefly Funhouse, we're going to get to the card, and so we won't really touch on the Funhouse. I mean, my goodness, it just keeps getting better and better. And I can't explain it. There's no reason to sit here and try to describe what we're seeing. You all know it's weird as hell, but I
0: like it. There's so many layers to it. You can sit, we could sit around our water cooler here with eight different wrestling fans and we could get eight different observations from any Firefly Funhouse segment. Yeah. There's so many inside jokes, so many segments, so many things you can take four different ways. Yeah. There's just so many layers to it. And you can tell it's thought out.
1: So well thought out.
0: And you know, Bray's, this is Bray at his best. You know, he might not be the best in-ring worker. He's not going to have many five-star matches, but five-star promos mm-hmm. Oh yeah, all the time.
1: Yeah, an underrated in rain worker, by the way. Agreed. But, yeah, and the way that I finally, and this might have been something you as a Bray Mark picked up on earlier than me, but, like, the Buzzard and Abigail and the Fat Pig. Am I missing one?
0: Ramblin' Rabbit.
1: And the Ramblin' Rabbit. Are they all different incarnations of Bray, that Bray has been yeah, in WWE? Well, you, you Husky buzzard, Harris.
0: Yeah, you have the Buzzard and you have... The Abby the Witch we obviously know what that's linked to yeah then you have Husky Harris the pig yeah who's his first re- incarnation, and you have Vince coming in saying you'll never you know you gotta lose some weight you'll never get over blah 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 and then you have Ramblin' Rabbit who the biggest criticism of Bray for so long because he wasn't winning and he wasn't going anywhere well that dude just gets out there and rambles
1: because he did
0: and then you yeah. have Ramblin' Rabbit yeah. so yeah there's so much to all this it's fantastic
1: so good and our hope that we've said before on here is that they just take this and springboard Wyatt. You know, at some point, he's going to lose feuds. We, everybody understands that. But let this establish him to the top, to where losing feuds won't hurt him and only helps other people, which is what you chose with your one-year title choice. So good choice overall.
0: Oh, well, thank you, sir. You put me in a tough spot.
1: <laughs> Do you think Bray Wyatt debuts this Sunday? Re-debuts this Sunday? I don't. I do not you think next week or no.
0: And this is me kind of fantasy booking. I don't want him to show up like in the middle of the ring and attack Rollins or something. Like I want him. I want creepy shit to start happening backstage. Like yeah. when we saw when we found Sami Zayn hanging upside down inexplicably at one point. I thought this was the start of that because oh. that seemed real weird and creepy. But apparently it wasn't it because they never touch back on it. Yeah. But that's what I want. Like I want like a a traditional horror movie. Type story here. I just want him haunting all these different guys backstage. They, yeah. Ideally, guys he has history with, who he's lost feuds with in the past.
1: Ooh. Yeah. And maybe his friends could pop up somewhere, but not him. Yeah. Like maybe a wrestler turns around and there's there's the pig sitting in his locker or something. You know, that could be cool.
0: <laughs> yeah. So not this week, but slowly. Okay. Slowly bring him in.
1: I know. This is this week felt big because. He disappeared. I know. Where'd he go? I don't know. But I'm scared he's going to show up at stomping grounds. I'm mostly scared for my boy Rollins. How mad are you going to be when Baron Corbin comes out? My special guest referee, my favorite friend, the new Bray Wyatt.
0: Uh, And he comes out in a referee shirt. Guys, if that happens, this might be the last time you ever hear of me. So... You cherish this episode. If you don't hate me, just cherish this episode. I don't
1: think it's happening, but man, it'd be funny. (laughs) All right. Guess we're ready. You made a good, you made a good Mm -hmm. choice. I can't knock you, but I'll have another on the spot question at some point. Folks, let me ask you guys, one, I want you all to make that choice. I want you, and I'm sure Wes wants misery loves company. Wants you to have to make (laughs) that choice with him, but I also want to know what other impossible questions you want me to ask Wes. So let us know at sorry for marking um, comment on his Instagram at sorry for marking on Facebook, sorry for and all those places are where you can subscribe to our podcast and leave us a good rating and a five-star review. We appreciate all of our day one as H fans. You guys just the water cooler just keeps building. We love it. Even when wrestling's bad, it's good because we're here with all you all around the water cooler.
0: So a very possible question for you. Can I not ask you, Impossible qu- or is this just a you thing that you just asked me? I
1: feel like I should be exempt. Okay. I should that's, be exempt.
0: It's your idea. That's, that's, if you're your asking ro- me, your rules, this Chase. week, your though,
1: rules. I would agree with you with your choice. Okay. Wow. I think you might have talked me into it.
0: Yeah. Well, have a way with words.
1: And WWE's booking of the last three years has talked me into it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Been down that road.
1: You're right. That road's a rocky one.
0: Well, all right, man. You set the bar so beautifully last week in the Attitude Era.
1: Summer of love.
0: Hope you guys listened to that. It is in the archives if you missed it. Episode 88. But now, strap in, Chase. Do whatever. Sanitize whatever you feel necessary. I know it makes you uncomfortable, but I feel right at home.
1: I got that big white suit on you got to put before you go in weird places.
0: Heading back to the Ruthless Aggression Era. So, I think the big overall question, overall theme, at least for me on this trilogy, what should a great summertime story be? Like, what does it take? You've set the categories before. What's it, you know, what was it The um, for a big main event? Stage, stakes, mm-hmm. story.
1: Stage, stakes, and story.
0: So, we like to define these things as we go. But what makes a great summertime story? This is a time of year, it's typically looked at by fans as a bit of a downtime, because you come off that high of WrestleMania And then things kind of level off after that. Right. So I think first and foremost, you have to have two guys who you want to see wrestle. You have to have, this is a wrestling business. As much as they want to say sports entertainment, this has to be built on good wrestling. Yes. You have to have guys who after seeing them have a match, maybe at Mania, maybe the pay-per-view after to kick off a new feud. You have to see these guys want to get in the ring again and again and again. And they've got to entertain you there.
1: They can't get old in the ring.
0: But in the meantime, you've got to have drama. You've got to have some sort of story, some layered story, some good character work. So, I mean, we have, especially now, I mean, it wasn't as bad in the Ruthless Aggression era, but you got five hours of TV. Mm -hmm. Like, you've got to have stories that keep you engaged in between those matches.
1: And you almost have to stretch them out over a summer because you can't blow all your big feuds during your quote-unquote downtime.
0: And the final point, and maybe the biggest one, characters need to be in a different place at the end of the summer than where they were at the beginning.
1: That's a big one.
0: We just have to see progression. We have to see the character. We have to see depth one way or the other. It doesn't have to be a heel turn all the time. It it will be today, (laughs) (laughs) but it doesn't have to be that. No. We just can't have, when you look back on the summer, you can't be like, oh, okay, well, that really didn't mean anything. Right. That can't happen.
1: No. Has to change the performer. You're right. doesn't have to be a turn. You're not talking specifically turn. That can be part of it. But it has to alter how they're perceived in the cafe world.
0: I thought you set the stage really well last week with Kurt Angle. You look at where he started where you started your narrative last week and where he ended, he was in a much different place. He was one of the tentpole guys in the company by the end of that summer. Right. and That's the kind of thing you need.
1: The success of that summer catapulted that.
0: And that success didn't stop for Engel. He's a guy, I almost focused this trilogy on him again, just to continue your narrative. Because in 2001, him and Austin had a great rivalry. Yes. But these are guys we've talked about a ton we've even talked about this specific feud way back early in the archives. So A lot of our listeners may not have heard that unless you've been around the water cooler for a while now, yeah. but we'll revisit that at some point
1: for sure. And yeah, that some specific great moments during that rivalry, for sure that we revisited back in the day.
0: And angle went from, he started in your trilogy. He went from a really good wrestler to a championship level, Top guy world champion. Yeah, yeah. Then he went from that, in my era, he went from that to maybe the top babyface in the company, a guy who kicks out of three Stone Cold Stunners to get a victory over Steve Austin. Man. Like, that's a big deal. Yeah. So once again, he progressed over the summer.
1: Important summer feuds. Look at those feuds, two summers in a row. Triple mm-hmm. H and Stone Cold Steve Austin.
0: Nothing not get much bigger than that. No. But now we're going to move down the card a little bit. We've been big advocates here. The mid-card, the not title picture has to be entertaining. Yes. has to be important. It has to have stakes. Chase, are there any higher stakes than the life of a child?
1: And here's and if you're looking for the spot where the ruthless regression era always takes the turn, it's what what minute marker we about at Wes? about twenty in, yeah. About twenty in, folks. You can count on every ruthless aggression episode taking a hard left turn where you got to cover the children's ears. Um, West, the life of a child that is major stakes. Some would say, I I, I guess what what happened with this What's child. The hell? <laughs>
0: Just what the hell?
1: What child was up for grabs? What children are we going to be talking about today during the Ruthless Aggression era of wrestling?
0: Well, funny enough, it's a child. Obviously, he's grown much more grown now, but we've seen him on our WWE TV within the last couple of months.
1: Oh, I know who you're talking about.
0: That'd be young Dominic.
1: Oh, Dominic.
0: Rey Mysterio's son. Or is he? (laughs) Or is he?
1: Well... That's the story we're telling today. I'll tell you that much.
0: Well, I want to start you at the beginning here. Every great story has a beginning. And if you're going to be in a different place by the end of this story than you were at the beginning, we've got to know where you started. So WrestleMania 21. Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, they are the tag team champions at this point. But they have a one-on-one match against each other as champions at WrestleMania. Just friendly competition is how this feud starts. Rey Mysterio wins. They have more matches. Rey Mysterio keeps winning. And this gets to Eddie. This gets to Eddie. It starts snowballing. It gets darker and darker. till it gets to the point, he drops the bombshell. Dominic is not his son. Whoa. Eddie is Dominic's biological father. Oh, my God.
1: And he does this with Dominic standing in the middle of the ring.
0: Yeah, on live on SmackDown. Live on SmackDown. Well, I guess it wasn't live at the time. On SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> and, real quick, before we move on, props to an eight year old Dominic here.
1: Oscar worthy performance.
0: Chase saw the clip before we recorded. Played the role as great as a kid can play it.
1: Folks, this was a heartbreaking moment, no doubt. This, this, and I didn't.
0: You're eight years old and you find out your dad isn't your dad. And you're trying to process this at eight years old.
1: Oh, by the way, you're standing in the middle of a ring with 20,000 people. Right.
0: The dude was a natural.
1: He was. The
0: dude was a natural.
1: He was. This Vince, a-
0: sign him and push him to the top right now.
1: <laughs> Sounds like he's on his way. This was a heartbreaking moment and segment. But the thing that stood, and I know you're going to continue, but the thing that stood out the most in what you just said and talking about Eddie getting darker and then him dropping the bomb is how well Eddie devolved into that madness and I hadn't seen the weekly breakdown. I didn't do the research like you, this was your era. But what I saw in the promo where Eddie drops the bomb and tells Ray that Dominic is actually his son, it was you could hear the madness in his voice. You could hear the pain and the paranoia, and you could tell that he had <laughs> just endured a, a few months of just losing relentlessly to Ray Mysterio, and he couldn't take it anymore.
0: When you give Eddie Guerrero something to sink his teeth into? Especially at this point in his career. He was a fantastic promo. Dude, the emotion, like the, the energy just jumped off the screen. It does. You. Anything he was able to it's dive different, into. It's a different vibe. And keep in mind, it was a few trilogies back. I mean, several trilogies back at this point. We had a best promo trilogy. And for my era, I chose an Eddie Guerrero. He was a baby face promo it against cut Brock, on Brock. Lesnar. Mm-hmm. One of the best promos of my era.
1: A very shoot story, alcoholic kind of storyline.
0: He's one of the most overfaces on the roster, maybe the most overface. This is one year later. And he's, yeah. You heard the reaction in that arena. Eddie yeah. sucks. Eddie sucks. That's crazy. To do that one year later, I think it's just a real, not that this is a revelation that Eddie Guerrero is really good at this pro wrestling stuff. Right. But just to be able to do that from one year to the next, I think really he was able to show his whole range through here. And he from the beginning of this story to the end, he was a very different character. He was in a different place on the card. Mm-hmm.
1: Which is your most important factor and your three yeah. factors for what has to because make a that, great summer feud. You feel feud. like you
0: can't miss an episode because something important is going to happen.
1: Exactly, and that's the key. If you can feel like that during the summer, during their quote-unquote downtime, that's why you have those feuds. That's why you need your best performers for those feuds. And
0: yeah. let's be real. This, I mean, you just say on the surface what this story is. This could have been bad. <laughs> this could have been your typical really bad, awkward wrestling WWE story. Yes. And I think in a lot of other eras it would be, especially this one. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. You're so right. This story could only happen in the Ruthless Aggression era. I know I joke about them crossing the line, but crossing the line is almost why you tuned in back then. And it's and it's, it's an honest evaluation of the show. That's They decided we're going all out. You know, we will cross the line, and we won't care.
0: You're right. This would seem kind of out of place in any other era. Mm-hmm. But we already talked about Lita being forced to marry Kane due to him winning a match. So a ladder match for custody of a child is really just standard ruthless right. aggression era affair. Really. And I guess
1: out of line, the, the bigger debate would be if it has a potential to be too corny or too campy.
0: Well, he, they played it well, because mm-hmm. this was actually Ray's idea. He proposed the match. Because Eddie had a strong case in the court of law, yeah, to get custody of him. I uh, won't go through all the details, but you know he, you know, it was kind of up in the air what was going to happen. But Ray had never lost to Eddie, so his best chance to get his son back is just to beat Eddie again. Yeah. So as ridiculous as all this is, still in story you can connect the dots and it makes sense.
1: Right. So good.
0: And the crowd was into it. I mean, despite this on the surface being a kind of a soapy ridiculous storyline mm-hmm. you put good performers you know you let them flex a little bit maybe you don't give them a word by word script
1: right Ex- yeah it, th- that's and that's where the campiness comes from and at the points where this could have got campy is the key points where the probably the few probably built the most perfect example being when he finally revealed that information that could have been a very corny promo by Eddie and a very choreographed reaction by Ray that we didn't believe but instead the crowd gets into that nervous buzz that oh man buzz and that's when you know you got him and then they start saying Eddie sucks good stuff
0: luckily we didn't go full ruthless aggression era and have Eddie win this match (laughs) because that's (laughs) what happened in the past
1: (laughs) so the ladder match for for Dominic Ray got his kid back, or his. So that
0: builds all the way to SummerSlam. They, I mean, that whole that whole year, Judgment Day, Great American Bash, SmackDown, SummerSlam. These two are having matches together, and you're still invested. You're not obviously these two have chemistry in the ring. Right. They're fun to watch in the ring, and they're giving you the drama in between. So you're not getting tired of it. You mm-hmm. want to see what the next chapter is mm-hmm. in this Eddie Ray story.
1: And to me, I know you said the third criteria is probably the biggest one. You got to. It's, you got to come out different, and it's probably the one that happens the least in these feuds. But I think that second step, being able to put layers on a story, is something that happens just as less because you don't see it a lot in the modern era. And to be honest, wrestling's notorious for stories that just kind of come out of nowhere, or don't get tied up. It's It's where we've always gotten frustrated with wrestling. So, for one, to stretch out over a whole summer, it has to be really special. And that's where you carry your memories. That's the best feuds is what you remember. You you remember classic matches, but the feuds is what sticks with you on a more consistent basis when you're thinking about all the weekly television shows. That's been a theme that we've stuck on here at Sorry for Marking is all the little things in between is what we were marking out for. The cliche moments, we're going to talk about them, but the moments in between are what makes... Our wrestling memories and what builds our fandom and these moments for you were building your fandom more so than the big WrestleMania moments even though you love them Eddie and Ray the summer of fighting for Dominic man it was probably all you were thinking about you know while you were out playing with your friends you couldn't wait to raw and Smackdown
0: I really wish I should have got I kind of dropped the ball here I should have got my official ruthless aggression air correspondent got his take on this our day one is H listener Alex Because he's a little younger than me, so he was a little younger at this point, and he was a big Rey Mysterio fan. Interesting. So I'm going to ask him after this episode, but I'll be interested to see what his take was on all this and just get other Ruthless Aggression Era fans' perspective on this.
1: Yeah, and you guys, we've given you now two straight weeks of great – I mean, talk about the research. I mean, we're talking whole summers of matches and segments that you can watch from my Attitude Era with Kurt Angle and Triple H – kind of fighting for the affections of stephanie mcmahon of course it's my attitude era there's a mcmahon involved and then move on to Wes's ruthless aggression era and watch a summer of two men battling for the affections of a child it's perfect it's perfect no better summertime i mean it's rainy out here no better summertime blues (laughs) than to watch your favorite summertime feuds of the ruthless aggression and the attitude era
0: and I'm real interested to see where we go with this next week.
1: Me too. Because I, the wheels are turning.
0: A lot of these aspects I've laid out as being what makes a good summertime story. We don't see a lot of those aspects we feel like in the modern era, but I remember some good summertime stories in the modern That's era. That's exactly what I was going to so say. So there's a disconnect there. So yeah. we're going to dive into that a little bit next week and see just see where we land.
1: Yeah, we'll see ultimately which era is doing it better. One, the fun thing is going to be defining what's the ultimate summertime feud of the modern era. It might be harder than you think, folks, to pin down. And then comparing that to my Kurt Angle and Stone Cold, I'm sorry, and then comparing that to my Kurt Angle Triple H feud and your Eddie Guerrero Rey Mysterio feud, seeing where we land, and then seeing which era did it better, which era had the greatest summer feud.
0: So be sure you guys tune in next week because we continue this conversation in the modern era. Chase, I hope I didn't disappoint. I You told you told me to bring the fire. Come with that same level of story as you brought. I feel good about
1: it. You never disappoint. I just got to take an extra shower <laughs> now because <laughs> we've done climbed all through the Ruthless Aggression Era to get to this summer.
0: Hey, it was a happy ending this time. It was. Dominic went home with Ray. He's obviously raised him to be a... right young man
1: i got ptsd every ruthless aggression episode i'm waiting for you to do like some kind of three minute warning is that what happens and the whole story just gets blown up because these guys come in and just obliterate everybody (laughs) assault
0: lesbians and stuff
1: right but there's no lesbians involved in this one so okay so we're safe here
0: you thinking they could assault an eight-year-old is not completely ridiculous not in the ruthless aggression (laughs) era
1: (laughs) please let's not mix those storylines (laughs) <laughs> yes, but you came with the fire. This I cannot wait to go back and watch more of the Eddie Ray feud. Um, Don't
0: skip the promos. Watch the promos
1: absolutely.
0: Because so I think you know the the network makes it so easy just to, to watch the, to watch the matches. It does, and a lot of times I think it even skips the pre match video. Like it starts at the entrances sometimes. Mm-hmm. But YouTube makes it real easy too to see recaps of these promos.
1: So YouTube and watch the. There's also a good collections. You can watch, I don't know how many Eddie and Ray's type promos are on there, but you can look in the collections. They add wrestler promos to those collections. Those aren't just matches. So remember that on the network, too. That's a tool for you. Eddie Guerrero does have a collection on there, as does oh, Ray. Very cool. Yeah. Dominic, I don't think, has a collection on there. Not yet. Not yet, Dominic. We're rooting for you. Sorry for marking, man.
0: Dude's a natural. I'm telling you.
1: <laughs> Oscar's coming your way. You may not get the markout moment or the markout performer this week. We're giving you an Oscar.
0: All right, but speaking of, let's head back to the modern era. We're back. Chase is more comfortable. He's taking ah. off the hazmat suit.
1: <laughs> Nothing dirty about this era.
0: Before we get to the stomping grounds card, we've got a couple awards to give out.
1: We do. It's time. what? With- Sorry for markings, Markout Performer of the Week.
0: I'm really excited to give this award out, Chase. This is a guy, of, he's maybe my favorite in-ring wrestler, my favorite to watch in the ring that we never talk about. Ooh. Xavier Woods. Oh, I've never disliked a Xavier Woods match.
1: Or wait a minute, is Woods getting a solo Mark out award this week? A solo this might be Marquette his first Adel-Ward. award. I'm almost 100 percent sure this is Woods, Xavier Woods' first sorry for marking award, performer of the week.
0: And he lost the match, right? You know, we always we try to stay a little kayfabe and give it to the winners here. But it's just, I, I watched that match and I just looked over at the heel wife and was like, man. I just really like watching Xavier Woods do his thing. You and you've
1: been what? you've been pretty high. You've said this before about Woods. Something's always kind of stuck mm-hmm. out to you about Woods.
0: Yeah, he jumps out. Mm-hmm. You just, you know, he's in the new day, so you don't see it a ton. But when you see it, he never disappoints. So I feel like this is not even for just this match with Ziggler. This is just for Xavier Woods, the performer, just giving him some props for just being so damn good.
1: Side note, you know a good... I know we like to jump in with our Attitude and Ruthless comparisons. You know a good Attitude Era comparison for Woods is X-Pac and DX. Oh. Because he never really got the credit that the other guys got. But he go out, he had entertaining matches. He had funny little catchphrases. He was always kind of the head of the joke. And so, I, yeah, I that's think good. that's a good analogy. That's good. Good stuff from Woods. He needs more one-on-one matches. I know I fantasy booked the New Day breaking up too much. I just need to sit back and enjoy him. But I think there could be some interesting upper mid card type of solo feuds for Woods to have.
0: Since we have this full card to get to, we're not wasting any time. It's time!
1: It's time! Sorry for markings. Mark out moment of the week. I love back to back awards. (laughs)
0: I'll let you handle this one, Chase. I know you're always excited to give this man an award. Oh,
1: man. Listen, folks. I was in the middle of on a, a long rant to my wife about why tag team wrestling is being ruined. And it's being ruined by people like Heavy Machinery and the B team. I was totally on Team Daniel Bryan. And in the middle of that rant, none other than the captain of motherfucking Team Chase comes out. Invades SmackDown Live with a steel chair and takes out that stupid-ass B-team and just obliterates everybody in the ring. And it's part of Seth Rollins, quote-unquote, shout-out to our Day One as H fan, Alex. This Rollins chair run, quote-unquote, has been amazing. And this was the peak of it on Tuesday night. I, I could watch Rollins beat the shit out of the roster every week. <laughs> I love it.
0: Rollins showing some fire here. Yeah, showing some fire. This
1: is the this is a part of his character he needed to tap into a little bit mm-hmm. because he got hot because he got angry and he stayed hot because he's Seth Rollins and now he needs to get hot again. He needs to get angry again and and I think this is the the beginning of that and what could lead to better feuds and better stories. So yeah, but this was the moment, man. I, I know it's the, the brand split's basically over, so everybody's coming I know. everywhere.
0: Bam, bam, bam. I know.
1: That's another discussion to have. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> not yet, man. Don't play the music yet. They're not dead yet. But Seth showing up still marked me out because I still kind of do have a brand split mentality to the people who, I, at least the people who I know what brand they're on. Right. <laughs> and so Rollins coming out was awesome. Mark out moment him and the chair I think they can split the award this week him and the chair yeah. that chair's
0: had one hell of a week yeah I so gotta he, give the chair some credit he deserves it
1: by the way y'all gotta caption the, the backstage little moment that they just cut to before going to commercial with Seth Rollins talking to Kofi and he's got the chair and they're like breaking analyzing the chair I just love it little stuff like that is what tied into this being a good week of wrestling shout out to Rollins this is not his first mark <laughs> award I would venture to guess
0: I would guess it won't be his last.
1: Can I say no? You want to just use this to segue into the match? Yeah. Talk about the universal title match? Mm
0: -hmm. Say what you're going to say.
1: I want to ask you a question because I've been struggling with this, and I wanted to bring this to our Sorry for Marking listeners and see what they think. I have admitted, and I'm going to talk about it when we get to him, I have so much Shane fatigue. And I hate Shane McMahon. And I thought right now, this incarnation of what Shane is. And I thought for a second, am I just marking out? Am I just am I just kind of hating what he's doing right now and that's working? No, I actually hate what's going on, and I would rather him not be involved in anything going on. But there's another feud that I've been hating and thinking I hate it like I hate Shane. And I think I have been marking myself out a little bit. And it's Baron fucking Corbin. He's been doing great heel work. And I thought I didn't want to see it. And now, after this week of wrestling, I want to see it. So, shout out to Baron Corbin. Because I thought I hated you. But I think you've just been a really good heel the last few weeks.
0: What a road Baron Corbin's been on in your (laughs) scope, you know.
1: He's had a Jamie Lannister-like redemption arc.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> haircut and all <laughs> I'm glad to hear you say that because I do think Corbin kind of gets shit on a little too much yeah. for doing his job really well <laughs> yeah
1: it's just the dress pants man he's got to take the suit off
0: yeah, he's not GM anymore he's got to
1: go back to some wrestling gear he's not GM anymore
0: <laughs> what are you doing?
1: now you're just a wrestler in a suit that's the last step in his redemption arc for me but with that out of the way, and, and well, what I want to get your opinion: Do you think that's Do you think that's what I've been doing? Would you analyze me and say that's what I've been doing?
0: Yeah, I try to tell you that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you don't tell me shit.
0: <laughs> Apparently not.
1: <laughs> I just and do you? So are you on the same page as me with that? I One with Barry, Shane, and two with more importantly with Corbin.
0: Yeah, and I'm a little more lenient towards Shane and I want to make the argument that it is working but mm-hmm. then at the same time I fast forward through most of his segments
1: mm-hmm. and well, I do have some silver line to that that we'll get to when we make yeah. that prediction
0: but yeah I think Corbin I've, I've always thought anybody that gets that reaction nowadays as a heel that's valuable he's doing something really well I
1: he's, thought that was go away heat for a little bit I don't care and it's it might heat. have been but I don't feel like it's it is heat. now
0: it's heat that yeah. nobody else was getting
1: yeah you're right so you're pumped for this match?
0: Yeah, and he's underrated in the ring as well.
1: Who do you think the referee's going to be?
0: Brock Lesnar. <sighs> What's your prediction?
1: Brock Lesnar.
0: Yeah, that's how it feels. They've like. been keeping Heyman around. He kind of reminds you he's there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's move on with our predictions. Who do you predict to win outside of any money in the bank bullshit?
1: I don't think we get any money in the bank cash in.
0: With Brock as a referee?
1: Yeah, I still don't think we do. Well,
0: how's that going to work?
1: I don't know. I just still think they're stretching it out. Are we building to Rollins and Brock one-on-one at SummerSlam? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. He could. He could.
0: I mean, it doesn't feel like the time, but it at the same time, if he's the referee... I know. There's got to the be something crazy that happens. Like what?
1: Well, that's why I thought this could be a Bray thing
0: oh well, dear god <laughs> stop it not him
1: being the referee but him just oh. blowing that shit up
0: oh if he blows something up with Brock you know, Brock's involved Rollins is involved that'd be huge
1: but that would mean going away from your fantasy booking yeah. but anyway I think Rollins is walking out the champion somehow I think he's beating Corbin and leaving the building the champion
0: I agree with that prediction do you have a
1: you think you think in main events
0: yeah because they have the special guest referee okay, Corbin situation and good for going, him and do you think it'll be a good match I yeah think, I, I think, think it will be. be
1: a good match yeah mm-hmm. I've I've never doubted Corbin in the ring I've and I put that on record
0: and I think we've got to go back we had a big heated discussion here sorry for marking after Corbin beat Kurt Angle in his retirement match at WrestleMania and we said for this to be okay you have to make it count and now he's in a potential main event with the Universal Champion. He seems credible. He's about to have a good match. They're doing it. You're right. So I think we've got to give a little credit where credit is due. Right.
1: To. Still a small sample size. But you're Correct. right. That it works. It's it's working so far, yes.
0: I would be interested to know if more – because I tend to be more forgiving, I guess, than most on such things. So I'd be interested to get some more feedback from the, our listeners out there. Yeah.
1: What do you guys think? Are you guys hating where's the shame fatigue? How are we feeling about Corbin? I want to know all that.
0: All right, but now let's get into this card. Let's just start at the bottom, what we perceive to be the bottom, and work our way up from yeah. here.
1: Sorry, we started kind of at the top, guys. Yeah, we just well, wanted to get into that Rollins-Corbin discussion.
0: Segues, you know.
1: Yeah. Don't always need them. Bottom, huh? What's the bottom of this card?
0: The Cruiserweight Championship.
1: Okay. I. <laughs> you got me.
0: <laughs> yeah, we don't even got to talk about it. I know
1: man. who these guys are, and I they're all great wrestlers. I do know that.
0: When in doubt, predict the champion to retain. So Tony niece wins this triple threat match. Ah,
1: ah, ah! Does he still do that?
0: I'm sure he does.
1: Toza was walking out the champ, okay. baby. If Tozaw was in it, Tozaw was winning it. I've always said that. <laughs> Not on here, obviously. <laughs>
0: All the time off of here. <laughs> trust me, trust me.
1: It's one of my sayings.
0: It's in my email signature.
1: Is. <laughs> is woods and Big E versus owens and zane that's on the pre-show isn't it i don't know that will be a good match he thinks winning owens and zane
0: yeah me too
1: now that's the clear bottom of the card smackdown tag team championships daniel bryan and rowan versus heavy machinery
0: heavy machinery look, look at, at them. This. look at them they ain't winning though
1: no, they're not winning. <laughs> How are you liking Daniel on commentary on Tuesday? Did you like that? I did. He was killing it. Awesome. But he, it feels... I don't want him to inch into cool Hill territory. I love the obnoxious planets champion. And he made some valid points about the heavy machinery. <laughs> Maybe it's because I'm already harsh on the goofiness of I mean, the tag if you really division. Really
0: look at it; he makes pretty valid points about the environment as well.
1: <laughs> well, we got to keep ignoring that, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. He right. Was,
0: but yeah, they need to win. Brian, he can save your tag division if you let him.
1: Yeah, hopefully this is the start yeah, of that.
0: Make him a big part of your show weekly. I don't want to see Brian disappear for weeks at a time like we've seen. Right. But I think they're winning.
1: Next up, let's take a little bridge here before we get to some of the upper part of the card. I want to talk about Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre a little bit. This is where the theme really hit home this week of there was a ton of backstage segments on the weekly shows. And I know people are hit or miss with that. I'm a pretty big fan of them. Uh, The more the merrier for me, really. I think that they increase a lot of stories. And that's what happened this week. That's the silver lining of my Shane Fatigue. Is I loved Roman Reigns crashing the party, Shane escaping, Drew going through the table full of food. It's just different than Wrestler comes out, cuts promo, Wrestler comes out, responds, commercial, can't wait till Sunday. It's just different.
0: And when's the last time Roman looked that cool?
1: Exactly.
0: Which is ridiculous because he's, he's a cool dude. He's a cool guy. <laughs> right. That's all on Twitter. Roman Reigns just screams. The guy who walks away from explosions. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> So true. And you've made him not cool.
1: You're, that is so accurate. Two other things. One, I won Because I know you're a Drew guy.
0: Drew Two, needs to win.
1: The, okay. <laughs> so you think he's winning?
0: I thought that at WrestleMania, Chase.
1: I think Drew's winning.
0: Okay. I'm going to pick him again. I picked him at WrestleMania. And I think a few months later, it just magnifies he should have won.
1: <laughs> when he gets deep into his promos, when he started mentioning Roman's children... Not many better heel promos than him on the mic. That's where he's going to climb to the top. Another thing he did that was awesome was come out, and you thought maybe for a second he was going to start the face turn and turn on Shane because he was sympathizing with Heath, his boy from back in the day. At least I thought that. I didn't see that coming. I really didn't. And then he beats the shit out of Heath Slater, who's got kids and needs that job. As Heath Slater was on the phone with his wife, Little touches, man. That makes this stuff not boring in the weekly shows not so long.
0: And a littler touch. The Revival picking up the cash and sneaking it in <laughs> their pockets as this chaos is going down.
1: That's what wrestling needs on a weekly basis. So, okay, I'm picking Drew to win this match. I will, too. All right. I
0: just want to put those vibes out there because it's time for him. It's time. He's a guy at the end of this summer... If we This summer will be a success if we get past SummerSlam and Drew McIntyre has had a good summertime story and he's in a different place then than he is now.
1: You think that could be this with Roman?
0: I do. Okay. On to Rollins.
1: They got, okay. Okay. All right, let's get through a couple quicker, the quicker ones here. Samoa Joe Ricochet has, is a potential show stealer. Absolutely. Not much to say about it, though.
0: Yeah, because Joe's probably going to get rolled up.
1: <laughs> oh man i'd be so happy if that happened though i'm a huge ricochet mark and i'm
0: picking joe to win here okay cool to see ricochet in this spot though that was a good five-man tag monday real yeah. fast but <laughs> yeah or not tag five-man elimination five-man match. elimination but i love all those dudes in the ring mm-hmm. yeah, entertaining
1: match mm-hmm. good wrestling this week as well and it's good to see
0: ricochet getting the win like that's a big he nice. beats some...
1: him and he's taking a couple losses lately mm-hmm. so it was good and he's still he's really over yeah Another one that's a big match. that You're we can... picking Joe there, too, you said? Sorry. Yeah, Joe's will get in the win there. Probably in a quicker match than we want, really. Yeah. Kofi versus Dolph Ziggler.
0: In a steel cage.
1: In a steel cage. Who you got?
0: So I know a lot of people aren't super excited for not only this match, but some of the other matches on the card because it's a almost a, a rematch card from the Saudi Arabia show. Right. But I didn't watch that show, so I don't have these those negative vibes going into this. I didn't watch it either. So I'm excited to see Kofi and Dolph here. And I think the story's been good. I think Kofi's booking as a champion's been great. Mm So I'm I'm looking forward to this match. This
1: is one of those where the story's been good and it was just ruined from the start because it had no roots in it. And it felt... But they've created something for nothing because Kofi, the New Day, Dolph, everybody that's in it involved is a great performer.
0: And they've done what they can. Like, they've tried to parallel their careers. Like, I think this is about the best you could do with a story that had no roots.
1: Right. You're right. Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans for the Raw women's title. This is a big one.
0: I want to pick Becky to win here, but it feels weird to have for Lacey to lose two big matches like
1: that. Is this a trilogy? Did they have one? Yeah, because they had one in Saudi that we didn't see, right? Huh? Did they wrestle? Oh, and no, they, they couldn't. <laughs> You're ridiculous. I'm sorry. I'm assuming that Saudi Arabia is fucking... <laughs> mm, don't get me wrong. <laughs> don't get me going, man. Assuming that they were fucking normal people and let women do things. (laughs) Golly. You're right, they didn't. So this would be Lacey and Becky's. It feels like they've wrestled a lot, is what I'm trying to say. But they haven't, really.
0: Yeah, I guess not. They've had a lot of fights. (laughs) They've fought a lot.
1: (laughs) I think I'm turning into a Lacey mark because I think a lot of people are down on this one, in particular, and think that this should be somebody else. But I'm perfectly fine with this being Lacey again.
0: Yeah, I me mean, my only thing is get there better. Like we talked about it last week, she lost her championship match and then lost more matches and now she gets a championship match. Like that all has to make more sense That's in a kayfabe world. And it
1: sucks cuz Lacey's doing so well with her mm-hmm. gimmick. I'm into that character. I'll yeah, me too.
0: <laughs> Good shit. So who you picking?
1: Becky Lynch.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to do it. I thought you were gonna
1: Becky Lynch. I'm
0: picking Becky too. I was because that was gonna be a different pick. No, she's got <laughs> a us. title
1: she's got a long title run ahead of her, I think. I'm just making sure I didn't miss any before I get to a big talking point one that I want to kinda
0: Are you main eventing the show with this?
1: I'm main event our show this show with this, yes. This ain't gonna main event. Well,
0: right, of course. Main eventing, sorry for marking.
1: It's because Alexa Bliss could have easily won the markout performer of the week this week. And I think it's refreshing and needed in the women's division to have her heel kind of character co- starting to seep back into our lives every week.
0: You see what you want. I saw the biggest face on the roster this week, Chase. <laughs> that was a shoot. That oh, was all real. Oh, gosh. Bailey's a heel.
1: Guys, <laughs> we don't want to get into the real-life debate about Little Miss Bailey's Bliss. Bailey's the worst. Uh, she's not the worst. But here's here's – I want to stay positive. This is a positive week and Bailey and Alexa have this has turned into probably I'm scrolling through the card top three of my favorite stories on this card and I didn't think that would be the case when Bailey won the title I was super bummed when Bailey won the <laughs> women's title so and that's mostly credit to Alexa but I think there's a new edge and you mentioned it before we hit record bailey has got a new kind of momentum here Yep. and this whole segment kind of drove all that home and I'm excited for this match the segment I'm talking about is the moment of bliss this past Tuesday where Bailey drank Alexa's coffee. That, bitch. that was God, a no-no. Man. That was a big no-no.
0: Yeah, Fire promo from Alexa. I think you said it best. You text just said Alexa throwing flames at Bailey. <laughs> you could just, ah, ah,
1: ugh. God, you could feel him hitting her. And you um, know she went backstage and just thought,
0: damn. right." It's almost too good if she's supposed, if Bailey's supposed to stay the face. You know, like it borders on that territory. Yeah, it borders yeah. <laughs> because it, Bailey's response doesn't level.
1: It felt like a frustrated girl who's been picked on finally getting to vent her frustrations out, and that's not a good look. When, but I think Alexa is very easy to boo when it well, comes. Well, we've down seen to because
0: it. at the end of the day, we've seen her manipulate so many times. Mm-hmm. Like everybody still assumes that's what this is.
1: Right, and don't forget the low key MVP of all this, Nikki Cross, Dude. who's getting so much sympathy, which is the key to this feud.
0: And she was she was awesome in that role. Her just and she didn't say a word. Her <laughs> in the background, just wa- her reactions watching Bailey and Alexa go back and forth, mm-hmm. perfect. She's been perfect in all of Nikki
1: this. Cross, a very good performer, and another example of somebody used. They they're expanding the roster. They they're using Nikki Cross in ways that don't necessarily fit the cliche weekly promo in the rain match in the rain. We're out of there. So. Who are you picking? This is a very tough one, the SmackDown Women's Championship. This is my hardest one to predict. One, could this be the start of one of those summer feuds? Out of nowhere, kind of. Didn't predict Bayley and Alexa.
0: Wow, I didn't think about it, but...
1: They've had history, though, and it wasn't a bad history. I remember, it was quick, but they had some good matches.
0: Yeah, but people were kind of down on it though, just because remember, Bailey got like dominated in that Extreme Rules match, and that kind of started her downward spiral from mm-hmm. there.
1: And that was a terrible match.
0: Well, speak for yourself. <laughs> I said Bailey got dominated. It was a beautiful thing.
1: Then they have something on a pole match too.
0: That was that one. Ugh. Kendo stick on a pole match.
1: Oh, that was a terrible match. One of my least favorite matches. And
0: ba- like you kept waiting for Bailey to get something going, mm-hmm. and it just never happened. She just lost. So that's why that's why I think she wins here,
1: and she wins and you tie that together, and maybe that's where you catapult the new edgy Bailey and maybe it would be
0: nice if she had and it's not a no disqualification match or anything, but if some way she has to do something over that line. Like, she has to cross that line. She's never crossed
1: before. But not in a heel way, right? That's what's going to be the tough line.
0: Borderline.
1: Well, she did it with Sasha, and she's got the biggest pop of her career. Right.
0: And it would be, you know, to fix that, you just make it be after Alexa does something heelish. Right. So it or just does feels... something
1: heelish to Nikki Cross.
0: Right. But that's where I'll be okay with this. And mm-hmm. Bailey takes that next step, and we see her push, and that's why she gets to win. She's willing to do what she's <laughs> never been willing to do before.
1: Right. Should
0: be good. Or it won't happen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who knows? That's the problem with these stacked cards is you never know when a match is gonna for the sake of storyline or for the sake of time I don't just be not much. We
0: didn't pick any title changes for the record today.
1: Well I don't think we get any. Okay. I don't think we get this doesn't feel like the pay per view form. But it would be rare to not get one title change.
0: But not impossible. No. Like you do see it.
1: It happens, yeah. You think this gonna you see is this setting up to be a C or above show, you think? I know that what's well, easy with WWE. Are you just setting up to be a B plus or above show in your mind right now?
0: Ooh, B plus is tough to say. Okay. If you said B, I'd probably say. <laughs> B or B minus, I'd probably lean yes. Okay. I wouldn't have said that two weeks ago.
1: Roman Drew, Rollins, Corbin, Bailey, Bliss, Joe Ricochet, Kofi Ziggler, Becky Lacey. Opportunity high chance for it to be a b plus or above show when it's all said and done if they tell if they continue to tell these stories and or tie them up correctly
0: is it going to be important that's what's going to decide whether it's a b plus or more show are we going to leave this show are we in a different place than we are right now
1: i tend to go in thinking yes just because of everything that's up in the air going into it almost
0: despite no title changes
1: yeah, because we don't know who the referee is. We don't know. I mean, Bray's knocking on the door. Alistair's knocking on the door. I, I just feel like this is a big pay-per-view for everything to kind of get
0: It could s- be that. set, Or we could get none of those. And that's yeah. going to decide how good this pay-per-view is. Yeah,
1: it'll be interesting to see. I think that's the whole card. Some weird omissions on this card. The Miz. Nothing, really. Finn Balor. Usos. Nothing. Mm-hmm. So,
0: But that's what we've always said right. Give us your best stories right. Don't give us a 12 match card
1: I'm not complaining Yeah. I, it's just It's just interesting what they're choosing as their best stories I just it, Wrestling's on the upswing But these stories You're about to start the road to SummerSlam mm-hmm. And that's what we Every summer, sorry for marking, we've had a good summer trilogy I feel like we're on a good pattern And this one's trending in that direction This summer, best feuds of summer I want some good fuse this summer, and that has to start Sunday.
0: You know what Monday could be?
1: Man. Do you
0: do you know Chase?
1: Fuck, I'm gonna be the biggest Bailey fan Sunday. I might try to get me a last minute Bailey shirt.
0: Get ready, guys. There is a chance Monday could be Alexa Bliss Appreciation Day. Oh, oh, God, brighter days could be ahead.
1: Oh my gosh, I don't want to think about that darkness, darkness, you sweet friend didn't miss you come on bailey
0: all right guys thank you all for joining us once again around the water cooler we had fun back in the ruthless aggression era we're ready for stomping grounds but but can i can i just ask one more okay i knew it (laughs) what is that where's stomping grounds were they in washington like where's this gonna be it's in washington yeah wwe started in new york Connecticut.
1: Yeah, it's just they just throw it's just names. Okay, it's okay. like a name generator. Make sure you know, I- on Facebook, <laughs> your pay-per-view name is the last thing you ate plus the color of your shirt. Put it on at Sorry for Marking on Facebook right now, and I guarantee you it'll be a better name than Stomping Grounds,
0: where we kick ass and take names. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: All right, folks. Yeah, now that we vented about the stupid names in WWE we can finally sign off don't worry SummerSlam the classics SummerSlam's coming up yeah and
0: who who the hell cares what it's named if it's a good show remember Great Balls of Fire
1: hashtag brain back hashtag free the great balls I want Great Balls of Fire back that shouldn't have been a one hit that pay-per-view was good and I liked the whole theme of it Great Balls of Fire is underrated man you come with stomping grounds after canceling Great Balls of Fire ridiculous
0: you heard it here first, folks. The movement.
1: <laughs> the movement has begun. Brain back. Hashtag free the great balls. We'll see y'all next week where we're back in the modern era and we're reacting to everything stomping grounds.
0: Sorry for marking.
1: Yeah, did pretty good.
0: I think so. I think it went well.